everybody and welcome back to another episode of Why Like This. I am Adeline. I'm Tara. I'm Nick. And I'm Nadia. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right into today's episode because we're talking about something quite serious here. Racism in Malaysia specifically. So, I'm just going to say this, yeah. Everybody's racist. Uh, <laughs> say what? Um, um. Legit, everybody is racist Whether we admit it or not Everybody is racist in some way Like mm. internalized racism is a thing I mean, Could there's so elaborate? many versions What are your thoughts on my statement lah? Basically <laughs> How I mean, in Malaysia <laughs> In Malaysia, it's certainly true, I think Yeah It's been yeah, Racism totally at agree. least has been normalized to some extent it's a, it's a, even if it's not conscious, it's subconscious, but it's definitely mm-hmm. there. When I say everybody, it's including all four of us in this room, you know. Yala. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm not racist, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there have been moments when the biases do come in. Right. Okay, now that we've established that, do you think Malaysians are, okay, are Malaysians innately racist? Yeah, I would say so. It's just that I think we grew up um, thinking that it's nothing because in our parents' olden, uh, like old days, racism is kind of like biasa, isn't it? Because they grew up in a tight bunch together, all different races, and everyone makes fun of each other. And no one knows when it's like crossed the line, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, that's how my dad explained it. He's like, oh, you young kids are so sensitive nowadays. When you say things about color, everyone jump on each other. Like, oh, you shouldn't say that. Like, yeah, because you shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, when you- it's people are conflating respect for like, sensitivity. <laughs> this is just like basic respect for people. Yeah, but then masa orang dulu-dulu, why isn't it taken more seriously? In Malaysia, lah, not counting America or anything, but like in Malaysia, it's too normalized. Yeah, I guess it's because it's so normalized that people back then never really talk much about it. Lah. But inside, they're like, oh my god, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, as much as we like to flaunt that we Malaysians are very united, punks of Malaysia and all of that stuff, right? We are still very much divided. We still feel more comfortable hanging out. I mean, some of us lie. Can't really speak for myself here. It's hanging out with people who speak our own language, who look like us. It's, it's in our nature, lah. It's in our nature as human beings. But mm-hmm. we still do still do coexist with other races. We still run into each other all the time. So I guess like what the, the innate biases and, and subtle racism that's in our own races doesn't really seep out that much. Hmm. The thing is though, it, it really it depends, you know, like what bubble you are in, whether or not yeah. you're in a bubble in the first place. Because I've been a huge I've been a minority most for most of my life, lah. I've only I've been the only the only Indian person in the room for most of my life as a teenager and in college as well. But you see, like it's it really depends on like who you surround yourself with, also, lah. Mm-hmm. You know, like you get varying degrees of racist comments and microaggressions, but it also depends on who you surround yourself with. Yeah, for reasons I'll get into later. I I Mm-mm. do tend to willingly surround myself with people of other other races. This, so I kind of grew up like that as well. But like my my reasons were not really <laughs> for for the right reasons, lah. But still. Mm-hmm. But what were your reasons then? 
if I try to verbalize it, it 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 probably sound weird. But like as you open the episode with, I we are all racist, right? Oh no! <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so hi, I'm Nick, and I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm trying to get at is. I don't know lah. Like, just me personally, grew, growing up in a in a very traditional Indian family, I didn't really feel like I was part of it. I always feel felt kind of like the odd one out. So I grew up idolizing white people. <laughs> no, seriously, That's a lot I, I hate it now. But when I was older and people started saying stuff like, "Hey, Nick, you're so white," you know, but then they meant it as as an insult. Insult, but I took it as a compliment. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I was very young. I I have a vague recollection of telling my mom that I wish I was white instead. I mean, I'm joking right now, lah. But still, it the implications are bad luck. By me idolizing white people and just, and stuff like that, I kind of felt like my own skin color and race and all that was inferior. And I kind of I really the messed up part is that I really internalized that. And 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 it's still something I'm still really suffering from. I I hate walking around. I hate my, I hate the fact that I'm brown. It's I cannot rationalize it. I know it's stupid, but just how I feel on the inside. There's so many layers to the issue of racism as well because yeah. like on one hand it's it's all it's about power dynamics between ethnic groups that have been largely brought on by colonialism, but also it's. Very much internalized, lah. Like what Nick mentioned earlier. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree because I think racism, like what Nadia also said, where you know back then where all the races were together, even though they saw they were individual, but they kind of were together. I guess it was a time of, I don't want to say this, but a time where you could be less PC. Because they mm-hmm. didn't even know. Because you know, back then, you, you the PC is such a a modern thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The concept of being politically correct, it's a very modern day concept. Yeah. You know, because people are more woke, lah. People mm-hmm. are are realizing that okay, look, it's not right <laughs> to say certain things. Mm-hmm. Not because like oh, are you, why are you getting so offended? That kind of thing. No, it's just not right, yeah. lah. You know. I think PC is a way. It's it's born out of inclusivity, lah. It happened around the time where like the West kind of championed the whole um, inclusivity in the workplace and showing promoting diversity in various places, right? So naturally, what would come from that is also quote unquote PC culture, lah, where we would speak in ways that respect other races. And that kind of got conflated with like, oh, you can't say anything these days, so. Yeah, but like, mm. at what age do you realize that oh, you shouldn't say things like that? I think really when I was depends, very depends, man. Really, yeah, man. I feel it depends on your personal experience with race to begin with. Because I'm coming from the place as like as a minority, and I've experienced microaggressions very very early on in my life. So I've already like I've been aware of my race from that time and how other races tend to see brown people, <laughs> and I know what hurts. So yeah, I don't know what your experiences are like. But that also really depends on how your parents raise you also. Hmm. That's true. If you're talking about mm. things from a young age, then that's really... Because again, as a kid, you don't know any better, right? Mm. You, you, You live life or you learn things based on what 
your mm. parents or your elders teach you. So mm. if your parents aren't as I wouldn't say woke, but you know, they they don't aware lah. Yeah, they're not aware mm. of these kinds of things. Then it's then you're gonna grow up like that as well, lah. Yeah. So you have to figure it out yourself, lah. I don't know. Way. Again, it depends on the individual and how you're brought up, like what Adeline mentioned also. Yeah, I heard from my friends a while ago that, like, in in their own community, the Chinese people, the way they refer to like Indians, for example, it's not mm-hmm. not in a very polite way. Yeah. Like they have their own names for it, lah. It's, and I, it's I, almost I mean, always negatively associated. Yeah, yeah, it's not exclusive yeah. to Chinese, love. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. just, just an example. Okay, so all of these, taking into consideration all of this, right? I think the 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 answer to a Malaysian's innately racist is, I think, yeah. Let me give you an example, lah. Even though we are, we would like to admit that, okay, look, we know saying certain things are wrong and all these kind of things. Like we shouldn't be saying all these things. But then, when it comes to joking around with your friends or stuff like that. Why do we always play the race card? <laughs> okay. Just think back lah. Think back to uh, the conversation that you had with your friends where you were joking with them and the race card was being thrown left, right, centre, diagonal, roundabout, everything. I don't need to think that uh, far yeah. also. <laughs> the <laughs> thing is though, like, I don't know whether it's just me, is it the siapa makan chili kind of thing, but... Uh, again, as like almost virtually almost the, always the only Indian in the group, uh, somehow in some capacity, my race gets brought up, even when it has nothing to do with the conversation. It can be like after what I say, then suddenly it's like, oh, is he the Indian is jumping out of her? <laughs> like, okay, what huh? does I have to do with what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I, I got it on Clubhouse so many times like this past week. Just the way I speak and it's like, oh, look, the Indian accent coming out. <laughs> oh my God. So it's very much relevant and present to this day even though i'm not a welcome recipient of such jokes lah mm. yeah i was in utah for five years man Oof. <laughs> Oof. almost without fail if i'm like i'm often often the only indian guy in the room and without fail i was i used to do orientation a lot i used to uh, be one of the hosts or whatever lah a lot of people in the room all the time and i have to like entertain people just like the newcomers the his orientation ma- Often I'm I'm the brunt of the joke. Some mm. if someone off the line, they're leaving the classroom yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Where did he go? And yeah. and half the time, half the time, it's another Indian guy that says that makes a joke. What? No. Yeah. See, racism isn't only to other races. We're racist to our own people. Yeah, it's like the Indians in Utah have already accepted the fact, and they're just playing along with it, and they are part of the problem. Okay, for context, right, for those of you who don't know and are listening, Utah is a predominantly Chinese college. Okay, so I think that's a good segue (laughs) 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 into how... Because Nick was mentioning how the Indians Indians in this college have already kind of accepted it, like it's normal. So why are... You can't beat them, join them, right? (laughs) Yeah. So... (laughs) What are your experiences with normalized racism, lah? Or what are your thoughts on normalized racism? Let's talk about that. <laughs> I have a dumbass answer to that. That it's normalized. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyone else want to take this? Go ahead. <laughs> normalized racism is just now lah. Like when you are with your friends, you call your friends names that you don't usually call other race. It's just 
a thing that you do. And apparently, it's okay for your friends. But if it's outside of your friend group, it's definitely not okay. So that's an example of normalized racism. But also the the one with the renting rooms. What's that? Oh, renting rooms. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah. thought renting. like renting. Renting like... in a room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I not renting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah, people just go awesome. into a room and rent about <laughs> <laughs> you were saying renting rooms, right? Yes, R E N T, renting rooms. Like when they put in the poster or like the flyers that they prefer only Malays or only Chinese and no Africans or no Indians. That's normal. Not normal in a good way, but like. I, I don't think it really is though, because I, okay, maybe, maybe before, yes, lah. I don't know, but but recently uh, there's been a lot of arguments and all that about mm-hmm. <laughs> like discussion about it, right? Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of yeah. talk and discussion about it, and people yeah. are actually like, "No, you, why is it that this this is happening? That kind of thing, lah." But I think that boils down to stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's both. You know, I feel like it's still very much normalized because I can easily talk to a real estate agent now, and nine like I don't know how many out of ten times I can't give you a figure, but I'm likely to get a oh landlord doesn't want Indians to this day. So again, it goes back to what Nick was saying earlier about the whole bubble thing. You know, hmm. yeah, the the renting room thing happened to me as well. Yeah, back in uni, I was looking for a unit to stay, to move into with my friends' lot. I'm Indian, but I, but I go by the name Nick. There's a whole whitewashing thing going on there, but never mind. So they don't, like when I'm on the phone, they think I'm like Chinese or whatever, right? Then when I actually showed up for like the viewing and stuff, I went with my friend. So they thought he was Nick. Oh. So the agent found out that I was Nick. And he was like, hey, why didn't you tell me that you were Indian? Like, I could have shown you a different place. <laughs> like, was that relevant to the conversation? No, no, it was relevant because like he brought me to a house where the owner might have been suspiciously uh, racist law. Mm. So mm-hmm. I don't know how else to put it. Like, I don't know how he said it. I'm pretty sure he didn't say racist. I'm pretty sure he said like he had a preference or whatever. But that that definitely how it went down, man. But that's just disguised racism. Yeah. It yeah. Is. They're rationalizing their racism, which is stupid. Okay. Mm. So I think it's very much normalized in those societies. It's still very prevalent, but at the same time, you're right. Discourse has been happening around racism when it comes to like renting property and stuff. The discussion is there, but it doesn't mean the problem is gone, lah. You know. Yeah. But why do you lot. think it is so normalized, though? I think it's because many of us are still in our own bubbles and have like this fear of the other kind of thing. Okay. At what point, like we know it's wrong to have all these you know, notions and all that to do whatever lah, right? But at what point did it become something that we just accepted as part of life living in Malaysia? Personally, it comes from a feeling of powerlessness to change things and just starting with your immediate circle. <laughs> I think people can simultaneously hold conflicting viewpoints and then try mm-hmm. to somehow rationalize it. Yeah. I think that's what's going yeah. on. Yeah. I think people, I think those people who say and do racist things they convince themselves that they're not racist, that this somehow means something else. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just, I'm more comfortable with my own race, uh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Something yeah, like it's that. always that. It's like, oh, it's not mm-hmm. that I don't like you. It's just that yeah. I'm a lot more comfortable yeah. with these people. And mm-hmm. how do you say that without 
thinking like, oh, yeah. I'm saying something wrong. Also, I just want to ask, when you do accents, this is very... Because <laughs> like, when you talk to... When you talk to um, certain races, you, I don't know why. It's just I've seen <laughs> some people change their accents to fit the race. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like yeah, code switching. Yeah, they code switch. There's a difference between code switching and like mocking law. And I don't no, know. That's true. There's like absent-minded. I, I don't know what level of consciousness the people I've interacted with who have done this. But in the past, when I've talked, spoken to a few non-Indian people. They suddenly their accents change out of nowhere and start talking like this now. What is that? And oh I'm my like, god! What, what are you doing, bro? Like I'm talking like a normal person. Why oh you suddenly become Apu from The Simpsons, bro? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? The worst part is when someone someone's barely an acquaintance just comes at you like, "Macha," yeah. you know. It's always <laughs> an acquaintance too, based on my yeah. own experiences. So uh, this is, I don't know. This is racist. Am I being too sensitive? But it just doesn't feel right. Like, it feels like I'm being mocked. Or just existing. Yeah, actually, you can tell, right? There's, yeah, there's, yeah, it's not. It's a very obvious tell. Like I have a friend who's like overtly racist, but I know he's being ironic. <laughs> Is he a friend? You can tell. <laughs> overtly <laughs> racist like, friend. He says things that are suspiciously so freaking racist that you might that you might that one who doesn't know him very well might think he's racist. But I don't think he is because I've known him for a long time. Yeah, but wow. that's the thing. I don't think he realizes he's being racist and that brings me back I call to... it out all the time. And then that brings me back to the to to mm-hmm. to my question of are Malaysians just innately racist? <laughs> the thing is with innate, right? That's the assumption that people are born racist. But I am strongly against that whole thing. We are raised to be racist. But no one is born a racist. But then I think when he does it, he's making fun of the 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 caricature of Indian life. It's not making fun of me per se. So I don't, I can't take it personally. I don't know. Lah. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's your friend at the end of the day. But personally, <laughs> I don't take it personally because I am Indian. <laughs> and that's a part of my identity. And like you're mocking a part of me, but I don't know the intricacies of your relationship with your friend. Lah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Going back to what Nadia said, right? Yeah, I, I, and also what Tara said, yeah, I think it's pretty much just code switching. I don't think code switching is necessarily a bad thing or it comes from a place of of hate or mockery because you cannot deny that that different people that you interact with, they have a different way of speaking. So I think it with with code switching, it's just switching up how you're talking just so that the other person can you're 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 at that same level of communication. Yeah, correct. correct, correct. Yeah, I got switched all the time when I was when I was it feels like a joke now. It's like when I was in the UK. But like it, legit though, like I would speak with a much more neutral accent than I do now. I mean, than what I'm speaking now, like, just to make sure that I'm being understood. So mm. it's, it's things like that, lah. Just adjusting and adapting to your climate. That's code switching. I have whole other personalities, man. When I when I'm at home and when I'm with friends, it's like a completely different person. Yeah. that's that is a form of code switching. Yeah. Like how you talk so. to your family and how you talk to your friends yeah, yeah. So is is very oh, different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But accents, <laughs> accents is the butt of the joke. Then then it's mocking, th- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then then th- there has. There are nodes of racism there. Yeah, that's definitely, that's racist in my book lah. Okay, I want to go back to what Tara said where, uh, she brought up a good point, where people are not born racist, people are race racist, right? Yeah. 
do you think other than the 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 raising factor lah, right? Do you think there are other factors that contribute to whether somebody is racist or not? Media. Factors. Yeah, media. Like Hollywood wasn't as inclusive as it was as it is now. Are you talking about are you talking about representation in media or just Yeah, representation. Propaganda. Propaganda. <laughs> yeah, lah, but then like back in the day it's always a white dude. It's always a white dude that gets the lead role, ma. Then he, like for people who like grew up watching like I don't know action movies or idolizing actors in their roles, he's always a white guy. Or or Will Smith lah. Take take take, take uh, Western media out of the picture. Let's talk about Malaysian media. I didn't really consume that much Malaysian media growing up. But like in Malaysian media, I think blackface is very normalized, is it not? Like the Watson commercial, and the one with the the new one, apa? The TikTok, uh, right? Yeah, the TikTok one. She, this lady, this I don't know her name either. Oh my god! She's a but, she's a makeup, makeup producer artist. or something like that, right? Yeah, I think so. But she's also she's an actress, right? I really don't know who she is. I I had no idea who she was until I, I saw know. That I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know her husband. I don't know who she oh, is. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. But she's some sort of celebrity. Yeah, though. she's some sort of celebrity. So she made a TikTok of a. Uh, supposedly promoting her brand, her foundation or something, but she covered her whole face with black ink. And then, like, afterwards, Yikes. she painted her face very, like, white and pretty and all that. Mm. And her mm. rationalization for the black face was like, oh, I don't know how to wear eyeliner betul. And like, I don't know if you know how to wear eyeliner, but like you don't, don't usually put, it on my put your whole face. Put it on your whole face now, just your eyes. But I don't understand that. I mean, it's not a a new trend. A lot of people have done this type of video before where they stress not draw eyeliner, but they the most they don't they color do the whole face. Is, mm. Yeah, the most they do it also is just you know panda eyes. Mm. Yeah. Or like Emily from The Corpse Bride. Yeah, exactly. Not a full-on blackface, dude. Like, seriously. Especially when it's like, it's something that has been quite prevalent in Malaysian media as of recently, right? Because there yeah. was also this Chinese commercial that showed some blackface or brownface brown or something. Brownface, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like she knew what she was doing. She just didn't really care. Well, she, she just thought she was being funny or something. Maybe. Which is... It's strange. There's a, there's a fine line with being funny and being offensive, yeah. man. There's so many layers to unpack with this because why why would black be funny in the first place? Why is yeah. that considered unusual, you know, <laughs> and not attractive? There's uh, so many layers of racism to peel. It's like a un, like a rotten onion. A rotten is right. <laughs> But you were asking about what examples of other factors that contribute to racism. Yeah, if there were other factors that contribute to mm. racism. Besides what, uh, besides media, because we know that also plays a part. And besides, you know, being raised uh, a certain way and being taught to think a certain way. Yeah, yeah. I feel like systemic racism is definitely a contributor to that as well. Uh. In what way? 
like in the workplace and in schools to some okay, extent. Okay, maybe maybe break break down mm. systemic racism. Racist stereotypes or something has influenced how certain policies have been formed, lah, and that leads to discrimination at an institutional level. So, like for example, I think one example of systemic racism could be how frequently you get called back for an interview. For example, there was this study that was done like a couple of years ago. It was quite famous. It was done in twenty nineteen by the Center for Governance and Political Studies. It's a Malaysian based one, lah. And they did a study on racial discrimination in the private sector, and they sent out like three thousand plus resumes with like fake names and. It was male and female candidates, and there were equal amounts of Chinese, Indian, and Malay lah. And they found that Indian males got the least amount of callbacks for interviews, while the Chinese females got the most preference in that sense. So, and this is despite all of the fake candidates having the same qualification. The only thing that differentiated them was was gender and race. So that hmm. is kind of an example of systemic racism, the fact that despite having the same qualifications, your race could be the determining factor of whether or not you get a job. It's kind of like what Nick said, uh, Nick's experience with him getting mm. the house. Yeah, yeah. It's a different level. So I guess that's also... I don't know, is that considered systemic racism? Because it's the landlord's bias? Or is that technically legal? <laughs> I, I don't hmm. think it's legal, yeah. Sorry, right? it is. But that's that's what I get <laughs> from systemic racism is the fact that like racism is kind of tolerated or perpetuated by our laws, lah, and or other policies to be exact. So it's within the system. Tolerated or perpetuated by our laws, lah. Policies maybe, yeah. Policies are not laws, yeah. lah. Because I do, I really really highly doubt that there will be a law that states. No, no, of course not. It never is blatantly stated. But anything that exists within the system has uh, that may be constructed out of people's stereotypes could unintentionally lah lead to discrimination. Mm-hmm. Mm. That that I agree. Yeah. Because it's just how the system is built by the people who built the system. Yeah. Right? The thing is, it all goes back to like colonialism, you know? Because for a lot of countries that were conquered by the British, most of our laws are based off of their systems. And I mean, the British weren't exactly angels, right? They kind of built laws in a way that really discriminated against a lot of people. So those systems kind of still last to this day in, in a lot of countries. <laughs> I think it's all of that. Everything we've talked about in one, right? It's the, it's it's your upbringing, it's media, it's all of that, and all of that from from a very young age it had an unconscious effect on your brain. And this this is one thing I was reading a book by Malcolm Gladwell. I forgot the name of the book. He brought up this one thing, this uh, this implicit association test, uh, by I think Harvard. So what it does is that it makes you pair up like uh, words, like words that are positive, like a good person or like a successful stuff like that. Just adjectives like that makes you pair it with like a, a person with the light skin. It's a race bias test, light skin, person with the dark skin. And then it, does, it, it switches it and then you got to pair it up again and then it jumbles it all up. And turns out a lot of people that take that test has a very slight, if not a lot, implicit bias towards people with lighter skin. And just learning about that, even I had like that, you know. We have that aso- mental association that people with lighter skin are uh, are angelic, you know, like they are good 
by default it's like that mental association What, that we cleanliness all have is next to godliness please like <laughs> i mean we all have that a little bit of that i guess it also ties to that that study i mentioned earlier also people in positions of power like recruiters see lighter skin people in their resumes and they automatically think they'll do a better job than an equally qualified darker skin person it's messed up but maybe that's what it is but but is that just the skin color or is it because the race is associated to it because mm, what yeah. if let's say you have a fair skin um uh, indian or malay yeah mm-hmm. so is it really the race or is it really the color this case in that study i cited maybe it's the race lah because I find the procedure quite problematic lah but what they did was they took the same girl and the same guy and just dressed them up as different races and took photos oh, oh. yeah and they Are you allowed to do that <laughs> I mean, you're allowed. Whether it's acceptable is another thing, lah. I find it quite questionable that particular part of their research. But it goes to show that ultimately they still went with the Chinese presenting person. Maybe in this case, race does play a bigger factor. I mean, the race is the indicator, lah, because they are very evidently Indian, Chinese, and Malay sounding names. Okay, so. Never mind how we ch- so that's how we just treat each other, right? Like Malaysians, all the races in Malaysia. But what about the treatment of the foreigners who come to Malaysia? Like recently, because of the whole, even because of the whole COVID thing. Um. Never mind the Chinese. Even Malaysian Chinese were the brunt of of the the blame for that, lah. Oh. But what about all the foreign workers and the foreigners who were here specifically the illegal immigrants and stuff because they were of a certain race lah let's just say from certain countries as well they were from mm-hmm. certain countries as well mm-hmm. right um but we all understand that they had to leave they were forced to leave the country right it's not really their <laughs> you mm-hmm. don't just decide to mm-hmm. hey i want to be an illegal immigrant back <laughs> and just exactly. jump country right yeah. yeah so what about the treatment of our foreign workers foreign migrants do you think we are there is a certain sense of racism hurled towards them as well i'm sure there is yeah yeah there yeah. are a lot of stereotypes associated with them like um, some foreign workers are treated better than others so <laughs> <laughs> on that note why do we call some expats and why do we call some migrants classism and racism oh, yeah. it's the association of with different countries I guess the ones from the western countries are usually the expats because they're richer and there's a certain level of income that they are expected to earn but foreign workers have a bad connotation because they come from underdeveloped countries and somehow they considered the scum of the earth basically for lack of a better term lah you know i think the answer is privilege yeah yeah privilege it's racial privilege because they can afford to be expats they invented expatism not that yeah, was it word a... i just made it up <laughs> expatriatism expat... <laughs> was it a term that they actually came up with to separate themselves from other foreign migrants other fo- migrant oh. workers or whatever Oh, I mean, uh, what are the origins of it? You mean they came up with a word just to describe their privilege? Wow! 
<laughs> How totally shocking and unexpected. <laughs> no, okay, to be I honest, it's not, it's not. It comes from a Latin word. So expatriate or, originates from Latin terms. Ex means out of. Patria means native country or fatherland. So an immigrant lah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I, I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is the difference? It's a fancier way of saying yeah. immigrant. It's the connotations of those words. Like regardless of origin, they mean the same thing as immigrant. But why expat specifically? But I mean, you can say other people. You can say that people from other countries count as expats. Also. Correct, because that is true. Because that is the mm-hmm. meaning of the word. Yeah. But why is it only yeah. Yeah, yeah. used towards a certain group of people, whereas people, uh, the other group... We just call immigrants mm. or migrants. Yeah. Imagine it's if like you call a white person a migrant. What would they do? <laughs> but they are. They migrated <laughs> from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird the associations we have with different words that mean the same thing as well. Mm. Is this just a form of post-colonial hangover that we all have? Very oh, for sure. Hangover. It's a Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I. It's oh. like the. It's it goes back to the whole like white worshipping idolization of the West in general. The fact that we already have positive associations for the word expat, but immediately have a different mm-hmm. idea in mind when we think of immigrants and something is like less than. It's it's messed up to say the least, lah. <laughs> and I don't know what's a good way to solve this. Just call everyone immigrants. Or yes, everyone expects. Everyone expects. No. <laughs> it's a nicer word anyway. It's so strange. Yeah, again, it's nicer because we already have that association with the no, West. No, it's not even that. <laughs> it is just because that was the word it that nice. that was the word that came out first. Damn. Yeah, that's the mm. OG word. Yeah. So at what mm-hmm. point did we decide, oh, it's only for those of a more privileged lifestyle that we refer to as expats and then like the ones who are not so privileged are not so in a position of power or whatever they are just migrants at what point did that destination come in? yeah I think like Tara said it's that negative connotation that's attached to words like that I don't think they people with privilege want to be associated with words like that I feel like the word expat is also associated with your income level, you know. Mm. Because there are plenty of people from developing countries like India, for example. If they're in tech or anything, they call themselves Indian expats. But it, they make it a point to say, I'm an Indian expat. Whereas if you talk to a Western foreigner who's living <laughs> here, they'll just call themselves an expat. So it's just, a, it was just, a, it's an interesting observation that I noticed. See, we're even racist to our own kind. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's so strange. It really is. So like, if you work in another country, would you call yourself an Yes, expat? because that's what I am. <laughs> Good question, actually. I never thought of that. I immigrated I from Malaysia. I, I am an expat from Malaysia. Okay. Anyways, we've talked about the expats. Like, we've talked about the system. We've talked about how Malaysians are confirmed racist. But let's go personal a little bit i'm sure at some point in our lives every one of us has experienced some form of racism whether mild or just gross lah what was your worst experience 
what was your worst um, personal experience with racism? It doesn't have to be worse, like, what are your personal experiences? Like? I, I can't remember a time where I have experienced racism. This it's, Really? Wow. That's... Oh my god. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Even the typical ones that I can think of the top of my head, you've never experienced somebody just calling you... And it's not just... Okay, like, it doesn't have to be like innately racist. Super racist <laughs> things, right? It can just be things like, oh, uh, you're Malay. Patutlah uh, malas. Or even shit like that. Oh. <laughs> no, because I am a hard worker. <laughs> That's you. That's you as a person, but I mean, racism is just they don't care about what you, who you are as a person, but they just look at your race and just throw an assumption in your face. Now, um, I I don't know if this is racist, but like I okay, I grew up in a private school. Like I tak pernah pergi public school langsung. So, like, the form of racism I get, not I, like, the form of racism I see everyone else gets is from their own race. I was from an international modern Arabic school. So, like, Arabs are racist. They are innately racist. (laughs) (laughs) doesn't matter who you are, they're racist towards you. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, the only form of racism I got was that, oh, are you Malays always so short? That's it. Oh, That's not okay. horrible, though. That's just... It's like mild racism. Yeah. So, this is, I can't... I don't know. <laughs> She's having an existential crisis. Wow. <laughs> <Shots laughs> like, like, trying to think of a time when I was insulted, but no, because I block out my childhood, so I don't know. <laughs> Don't be on. <laughs> That's a different therapy session. I mean, podcast episode. <laughs> oh my god. But that's a, something to bring up though. Because, okay, I don't know if it's because of your surroundings or what. Lah, but if, if it brings up the, the, the question of whether certain races are more inclined to receive more hate or racist remarks compared to other races i think so (laughs) honestly speaking Mm. yes and it's heavily heavily reliant on uh, your skin color unfortunately Mm. Mm -hmm. we asians have a fair skin obsession oh definitely Mm, yeah yeah post-colonial hangover I like Nadia. I also went to a private school and at secondary level, uh, So I have like a, a mix of uh, government and private education. When I moved to a private school, I was literally the only Indian girl in my entire batch up until I graduated. When I first started there, I was you know I was a brown girl, a visibly brown girl with frizzy curly hair, lah, pubescent, and you know that, that time I didn't know how to maintain my hair, so obviously it looked like a rat's nest <laughs> half of the time, lah. And of course, naturally, people started calling me the N word. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, like zero, zero to one hundred. I mean, they knew I was Indian, but they also called me the N word and like just made fun of my culture most of the time. And obviously, as a fourteen-year-old. I didn't know how to react to that. <laughs> I knew the N-word was bad. But yeah, I brought it up with my, my parents because I was like at a breaking point at one point. I was like, why do they just keep calling me this word? It's not nice. And they brought it up with my principal and they managed to shut everything down. Lah. 
and after that i was okay i was I had a fairly uneventful peaceful teenage uh, life after that but yeah being called anwid was quite traumatizing and it really opened me up to how how insensitive and racist people can be but what so, the yeah. n-word straight up yo yeah man yeah i didn't even know what was so funny about it because first of all what's uh, if i was black what's wrong with that the n-word is a horrible racial slur that i do not condone using mm-hmm. but the fact that if they okay they see me they see i have frizzy hair and they probably equated that to that of a black person and they think that's something funny and then on top of that, they thought of using a racial slur. Wow. Like, I don't see what is funny about that. Like, what is the logic here? <laughs> Keep in mind, these people are 14 years old. <laughs> and they learn all of that at such a young age. Like, what? Sorry, I'm still trying to process this, man. <laughs> I think for people who haven't heard this story before, they'll be like, what the hell? But, uh, no, no, it's, it's a real thing that I've experienced. And I've, I've come to terms with the, the trauma that it <laughs> inflicted upon me. At the end of the day, it's just a reflection of those people's ignorance. Uh, but I'm glad that they, most of them have learned what they've done wrong since, I guess it was a it was a horrible thing for me to experience, but I guess a teaching moment as well for them. But I just, I didn't like the fact that it was turned into a teaching moment and my expense, lah, you know? <laughs> but at the end of the day or so, right, you cannot deny that people only learn because of these types of teaching moments where it happens at the expense yeah. of somebody. Unfortunately, like, unfortunately, happens at the expense of someone. In order to combat these kind of things, we really need to be... We, we always talk about inclusivity and diversity at school. We're talking about how Malaysia is a multiracial country and everything. But we don't really talk about actual diversity, what it means to respect other races. <laughs> Like a sensitivity training kind of thing, for lack of a better term, you know? Mm. But to be fair, I don't think other countries do this either. I think I hated myself enough for other people. <laughs> I've made my whole life about disassociating myself from my racial identity as much as possible. So I distance myself from all those stereotypes. So that's what triggers me the most. I mean, or, or used to when people bring up those stereotypes. Because like, I don't want to be associated with those things. I realize how messed up it is now, lah. Back then, I don't know. It's very, you know, I just remember looking looking at myself in the mirror like, uh, and thinking I'd look so much better if I, if I was white. Was it something that you were brought up to believe and that's why you thought like that? Or was it something that it's all you me. just... I mean, it's definitely... Uh, I kind of just grew up on my own. I kind of like branched off from my family a little bit. I don't know. I just, I'm so different from my family... It's, I mean, it's definitely in our culture, all that stuff we've talked about, but a lot of it's just me. It's what I did to myself. I see. Okay. For me, a lot of it was to do with my name. Long. What's wrong with your name? Yeah, what's wrong with your name? Because it's Adeline Chow. So they will make fun of the word Chow. Oh. oh. What is the, what's wrong what's with the Chow? word Chow? Yeah. Because chow in Chinese is smelly. Oh. oh. <laughs> in what dialect? Like Mandarin or? Whatever. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, the variations are like chow, chow, whatever lah. So it was never, the, the relation was never to food. Like, you know, you chow. 
you chow down on something or like chow as in you you say bye. Chow. You say bye or Italian? Yeah, there is always related to the word smelly. Damn. What the heck? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit. It came from my own race and it came from people outside my race. Wow. So they will always make fun of that lah. And it wasn't nice associations, yeah. So it was either uh I smell bad or chow that vagina. The hell? Oh, okay. I heard it. <laughs> Dang. What is wrong with kids? This is in school. Primary school? Yeah, primary school. Primary uh, school? Children. Yeah, kids. Huh? Like, I, I, of course, when you grow up, when you're in secondary school, I think you... Because again, kids are... As kids, you are so... You are so straightforward. You know, black is black, white is white. There's no grey area. Yeah. You tell it like it is. So if you have a lot of Chinese classmates, or even not Chinese classmates, um, because again, we I grew I grew up in a kebangsaan school, so it was very 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 multiracial. So, uh, and coming from Penang, everybody knows how to speak Hokkien. So, chow is already part of their dialect, <laughs> a known dialect. So when kids hear that, they're like, "Haha, chow smelly," you know. I don't know if that's gen- that's considered racism. Hmm. That's more just like making fun of <laughs> making fun of people's name lah. But again, it's a Chinese name. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very grey area of racism. Because it came from within your own race as well. It's yeah, it's so messed up. Other forms of racism within my own race is it, it's never people outside. Okay lah, God lah. The, the typical China Babi and all that lah. I mean, has anyone told that to your face before? Like, yeah. Wow. Okay, oh maybe God. not to my face. Let me think. Online a lot. You cannot deny that because you don't see people say smile. I, I think when you have anonymity, be, anon- when you're hiding behind anonymity, people tend to say more things as compared to if they were in your face, that kind of thing. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think God, eh, if I'm not mistaken, and it's always some old uncle. What's wrong with these people? I, I don't know. It's always an old uncle of a different race. But from my own race, what I will get is banana lah. Oh. You see, I don't, personally, I don't consider being called coconut racist, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't think it's racist, but But it's why? like challenging your, I guess, it's challenging your identity as a Chinese person, quote. I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's being racist to your own race lah, that kind of like, it's very mild in terms of the racism skill, I guess. When we refer to very Chinese, Chinese educated people, so people refer to them as China Bukit. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing actually. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes back to like, again, you're Chinese and you're China Bukit. And there is a difference. Huh? Mm. There is a recognized difference. It's just like how if I were to tell you the difference between M-E-L-E-I and M-A-L-A-Y. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, I get we it. We know there is a difference there, even though there isn't really. Yeah, so it's it, it's like something like that lah, but in the Chinese form. Uh, yeah lah. So it's it's very stupid, stupid small things like that lah. Even though it's not, it doesn't really matter. But you're also questioning my identity as a Chinese, like just because I don't speak a language that you generally speak. Okay. Uh, in. Co- it's not my experience lah, but like in college, 
I I have this Indian friend, and she's very like vocal and very passionate about like when people are racist, she will immediately macam you know put them in their place. And there's this one time when uh this one guy called her. This is horrible though. My God, he he called her bontot kuali. What does I mean, that I mean, even mean? I mean, what? We were we were confused at first. Like, what the heck? Why is that an insult? But so he's like, oh ha ha. Sebab kalau bontot kali kat bawah tu kan hitam sebab ada banyak uh, banyak. Oh, oh my God! God. Wow, so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you see, it all goes back to like the color black. Like, first of all, why is that yeah. funny? That's not a punchline. Like, people there are black people here. What is so funny about them just existing? Oh, he thought it was funny. And Bodo he laughed lah. about it. Pasu kawan I mengamuk, so she punched him. But then, like, that's it. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Because it was first time anyone has ever heard that before. So, we were confused at first. And then when he explained <laughs> it, we were like, okay, that's an insult. Damn stupid lah. You think while he was explaining, he would have realized that, oh, okay, right? maybe it's just... No, but that's the thing. He knew that he was being racist. Yeah. Stupid. He wasn't even trying to be funny. That was his intention, yeah. Then when you call him racist, he's like, no lah. You just can't take a joke. Oof. Yeah, that's it. Bro. So then, is it, would it be the same if we then generalized and said, Oh, patut lah your joke didn't land because Melayu malas. Oh, you know how to make better jokes. Oh, oh, oh. It's like, the same thing. Yeah, like this kind of person, he can dish it out but can't take it, I feel lah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess that's it. So, are we racist? Are we not? Wait, wait. I have a question. One question. One question. What... You know, sekarang we have like all these woke people or whatever. But like, what do you think of people who say, oh, I don't see color? Oh, part Bullshit. of the problem. <laughs> yeah, to that, I say, please go and fly a kite. <laughs> They're like contributing to the problem. Lah. It's the argument of black lives matter and then the other people say, all, all lives matter. Or, <laughs> Same or, thing. Same thing. Yeah, the I don't see color. That's unless you're colorblind. It's there's no way. There's no excuse for you to say that about race. It takes the spotlight away from the problem. That's what they're doing. It's like yeah. it's like there's a really good analogy. Like when in a neighborhood, one house is on fire. You don't send the fire truck to the entire neighborhood. You send it to the house that's on fire. It's like right now, there are cultures and communities that are being marginalized. It's like if you're suffering because you're poor, that's one thing. If you're suffering for your because you are for your identity, it's like it's like saying how those in the it's uh, I I know I don't know if it happens here actually to be honest, but it's very much like how if let's say the B forties are complaining and saying oh uh, we're poor too, we are of a certain race and you know we are of the majority race or whatever this one, but we are poor, right? It it's <laughs> you have your problems because of one thing. Others are having their problems specifically because of the colour of their skin mm. or the race that is on their yeah. IC. Mm. Yeah. It's easy to say you don't see colour when you... I mean, 9 out of 10 times, people who say that they are... They are part of the problem. Yeah, they're part of the problem, but they're also the ones who probably benefit from racism and don't exactly. realise it or yeah. used to mm. acknowledge it. 
I don't see color. We're one race, the human race. Ooh. It would be great <laughs> if as a, as a civilization, we can get to a point where we can say that and it'd be okay. Without being ironic. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know what I mean? The sad part is that's how the world began. Yeah. <laughs> how did we come to this? <laughs> it's just the constant need for humans to feel superior to others. So they create these categories. Plus colonialism lah, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. I think at the end of the day, we can all agree not to put blame on anyone, but we can all agree that racism is also very much a part of our post-colonial hangover that nobody Mm. can find a cure to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Pretty much. At least, that's my analogy of it lah. (laughs) We're getting there lah. We're getting there Slowly but surely lah, I, I, I hope. At the end of the day, we don't choose what we are born as or who we are born as. So, why hate on somebody for that, for over something that they cannot control? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I think we've talked quite a bit. It's a, it's a very heavy and lengthy topic lah. If we want to talk about racism, I think it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Like what Tara has been saying, it, it really is a lot to unpack because there are a lot of factors and um, we cannot talk about Racism without also talking about privilege, lah. I feel in a way. Yeah. But I guess you know from from what we've said in the past, what an hour or so, what the topic of this podcast title is is very true. Whether we choose to believe it or not, everybody is racist. Even just a little bit, we are. So maybe think back where we've been we found ourselves in certain situations or even if we've been put in certain situations that, you know, found us normalizing the racism or even, you know, instances where we were the ones who actually perpetuated that racism too. Yeah, just think about it. All right, that is it. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Tune in next week for the next episode when we talk about what we're talking about. Don't forget to follow all our social media platforms. We are on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We can be found at The Full Frontal. So thank you again for listening in and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.